0: It's another exciting day in the city of Megalopolis, where the superheroes save the day, and the lawyers save the superheroes. And today, the wealthy gather to dress up and raise money for a worthy cause. But of course, not all find this cause so worthy.
1: Welcome, welcome! It is my humble pleasure to welcome everyone to our third annual supervillain, supervillain victim relief gala.
2: Isn't it the fourth? Third? Fourth? Twentieth? Who
1: cares? Let's just be glad we're alive, with money to spend and cocktails to drink. They to that. Look over or it's Rachel Flet- Fletcher. Hey! Rachel! 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 I heard- I heard your vacation home got sucked into one of the reality rifts last week. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but it's fine. I have three more. <laughs>
1: Hey, that's the that's Spearum. Oh, there's Sondra's with us as well. Ugh, gross. Didn't hell uh, almost make off with your, like, your whole fortune, like, a, a, a couple of weeks ago? Not if Ratman had anything to say about it, and he did. <laughs> well, take off for Ratman. Thank God for superheroes, for saving us, and for giving us a reason to party. We'll start giving out awards momentarily, but for now, the bar is open and liquor is flowing. Everyone, in the name of all the victims of supervillain crime, enjoy yourselves. Looking, Trevor. We're all good, sir.
4: Donations are flowing in. As predicted, everyone gave less than the suggested amount at the door. But Maximilian Hartwell seems to have started a contest over who can buy the most ostentatious foundation room. So money's coming steadily now.
1: Oh, outstanding. If that's the case, why you look so worried, little guy?
4: Well... It's just. talking about Helium has me nervous. After he attacked Sandra, he escaped before Ratman could catch him. Shouldn't we be worried that he'll try to gas this place and rob uh, us?
1: Sweet, naive. your name. Trevor. Don't be ridiculous. This place is sealed tight. I've got the nation's best security teams watching the doors. Any villa that tries to guess this <clears throat> place has <this coughs> <laughs> <it> got another. <coughs> oh my god! <laughs> the gas!
3: Good
5: evening, Mixhello. Hi, Lois. Are you surprised to see me come in this late? It's my first night shift.
3: I am not surprised. I write the shift schedule.
5: Oh, right.
3: Mr. Arya got in shortly before you did. He is in his office. (sighs) Are you alright? Oh,
5: yes. Just nervous to meet the boss. From what Bonnie and Cole told me, he seems-
3: Rude? Unpleasant? Bloodthirsty? Abrasive?
5: I just really want to make a good impression so he knows he made the right decision hiring me. Oh god, wait. I don't know what this meeting's about. What if he already doesn't think he made the right decision hiring me? What if he's displeased with my work so far? What if he saw that mess I
3: made in the bathroom yesterday? Do not worry. I cleaned that up. Really? How did you- I have my ways, Allo. Now please, Mr. Arya is waiting. Okay. Deep breaths. I can do this. Do you know where you're going, McSallow? Um,
5: I haven't been there yet, but his office is in the basement, right?
3: It is, yes.
5: Is he really a vampire?
3: Well, he is unable to tolerate direct sunlight. But does he really drink blood? Human blood? His nutritional
5: requirements are not your concern. Uh, Right, right, sorry. I don't mean to pry or discriminate or anything. Bonnie and Cole told me he got bitten by a radioactive mosquito, and I know how hard it can be for people with mutative powers. I have a cousin who... N- no, never mind. It's none of my business. I'll be sure not to ask him about it.
3: See that you don't. In any case, I am certain you will get to know Mr. Aria soon enough. That typically occurs when you meet with a person. Of course, yes.
5: I'm going.
4: <sighs> it's now, so dark in here compared concern, to everyone else's offices. The eighth. Yes, of course. Now, ah, Harper Hallow, I presume.
5: Wow, you pronounced it right. I I mean, yes, that's me. Uh, It's great to finally meet you, Mr. Arya.
4: Likewise, I'm certain. Now, please, have a seat. We have a client. Oh,
5: uh, yeah.
4: Allow me to introduce Austin Tensley V. Eighth. Right, right. Uh, Mr. Tensley, this is Harper Hallow, a summer associate at the firm. Uh, McTallow, Mr. Tensley and his family are long-time clients of mine. He's the owner of the famous Tensley Tower. Oh, wow, really? My school-held law
5: prom there. It's a lovely building, although I think it was under construction when I was there so some of it was behind scaffolding.
6: I'm afraid that's the typical state of things. I guess it had been attacked
5: by… Uh, I forget, I'm sorry. Some supervillain.
6: <sighs> As
4: I said, difficult. Precisely why we're here. A recent Tensley Tower fundraising event was attacked with poisoned gas by the villain known as Helium. He used the gas of his own creation, an enhanced type of helium that, in addition to making the patrons speak like chipmunks, also caused them to float around like balloons. Several members of the foundation were injured and are now suing Mr. Tensley for damages, claiming they suffered both physical and psychological trauma.
6: And monetary damage. Some say they've lost business due to the less than dignified videos that made it to me too. Yes. Um I- I must say I'm still a bit confused on that point. Uh, what
4: does a tube have to do with any of this?
6: Regardless, how is Mr. Tennisley responsible for a villain's attack? They're claiming we should have had security against the poison gas, the filters and the vents, uh, that sort of thing. Ugh! If we were held responsible every time our building got attacked, we'd be ruined! Do you know how often this happens? Have you thought about not hosting events that villains like to target? What don't villains like to target? Last year, a puppy rescue event was hit. The Kitty Avenger seemed to think it was discrimination against kittens! Calm
4: down, Mr. Tensley. We have this handled. The court is not going to hold you responsible for every rogue
6: puppy-hater's attack. How can you be sure? I believe my team's record speaks for itself. Uh, Yes! We successfully represented Kane Industries last week. Didn't Mr. Kane drop that suit? Uh, uh... Yes, he did. Because that's what
4: suited his needs. We have, however, successfully argued many high-profile cases in court, including Pillow Jones vs. Unicorn Rider and Clockmaster vs. Meerling. I see. I did hear about Meerling. She was your client? She was. Still is, since Clockmaster had an unfortunate tendency to get caught in time loops. Time loops. Indeed. Uh, Thus far, we have won 17 verdicts for Miss Mealing. The time distortion makes billables a nightmare.
6: 17? Well, uh, I hope you can keep it up. I must be going now. Uh, Fires to put out at my father's office. With any luck, he'll at least be happy to know we've got you on our case. Yes. Good day, Mr. Tensley. Give the second our best. My father is the seventh.
4: Right. Right. Him too. Well, I can't disagree with his frustration. This is ridiculous. In my day, citizens would never have sued a building for a villain's attack.
3: Certainly not. They, they would have, have simply broken out on pitchforks and torches, I presume. However,
4: we must deal with the case before us now. Alright, Hello. I need you to go through the complaint and fact-check as much as you can. Lois will provide you with any documentation we have available, witness statements, etc. Our primary argument will be that none of the evidence is material to the case because the venue is not liable for a third-party attack, but we need to be thorough. Oh, um, yes! To that end, you will also need to look into the history of the venue and understand its security measures. Uh, Mr. Tensley has promised to provide these details, but I'll need you to comb through his report and write up a memo. A memo, sure! Um... Is there some confusion? No! No! No, of course not.
5: I just didn't expect us to get straight to work like this. What else would we do? Um, I guess I figured we were going to introduce ourselves?
4: Introduce ourselves? Uh,
5: yes! Um, I- I'm Harper Hollow, the new summer associate. Yes, I'm aware of that. Of course, of course. And you're Malcolmaria, right?
4: My boss? Yes, I am. Which is why I am currently giving you legal tasks. Great, cool. Um... Do you want me to tell you a little bit about myself? I'd like you to tell me whether or not you can write this memo. Y-
3: yes, of course I can.
4: Wonderful. You should be able to glean some useful information from any history of gas attacks at the tower.
3: May I remind you that I have access to our entire
4: case history. Ah, yes. Thank you, Lois. How many times have we defended Tensley Tower for gas attacks, specifically?
3: This will be the fourth time in as many years. Excellent. Excellent.
4: If you could provide any of our previous research from those incidents to Young Hallow, that should make their job easier.
3: Certainly. Although the previous cases don't allege quite the same thing as this one. So I cannot do your entire job for you, Mix Hallow.
5: Oh, of
4: course. I I would never expect- You'll need to double-check whatever previous research tells you anyway, Mix Hallow. But the backlog should give you a head start. That said, Lois is right. Uh, This complaint specifically alleges that there are gas filters that Tensley should have installed in the vents of the venue, which I don't believe we've looked into before. You'll need to find out about those. Uh, Learn whether they would have stopped the gas, whether the tower could have installed them, anything you believe to be relevant. Expert testimony may be helpful. You've studied the hand formula, correct? I know it was a recent development,
3: 1947.
5: Yes, I've studied it. It's for calculation of duty of care, balancing how hard the precautions would have been to enact with the risk and extent of potential injury. Precisely.
4: So any information about the filter system probative to such things-
5: I understand. How costly the filters would have been to install, how likely this gas attack was, how much harm resulted from
4: it, I'll cover it all. Excellent. As for finding potential experts, it would behoove you to utilize Lois's research capabilities. Yes,
3: behoove. If I had eyes to roll, I would roll
4: them right now. hallow go ahead and get started with your research. I'll take care of answering the complaint so you'll have more information to work with as we move into the discovery phase.
5: Right away, Mr. Arya. Thank you. This is a really interesting case and I'm honoured to be involved.
4: Yes, yes. Just get your memo to me as soon as you can. I will. Um... Is there something else?
5: Well, obviously, we're both too busy to talk now, which is fine. You're not an introductions type of guy, understood. But do you think we could set up some kind of first week at the firm meeting? I've learned so much from spending time with Miss Firestein and Miss Castillo, so I would just love to pick your brain about your
4: career. Miss Firestein and Miss Castillo will be serving as your guides to the firm. I'm a busy man, so meeting won't be possible, but you are welcome to come to my office or contact me remotely with work related questions at any time.
5: Right. Right! Um, great.
4: I'll get started on that memo right away. See that you do. All right, Lois, if you would take dictation for the answer?
3: Yes, yes, of course, boss.
4: <clears throat> Under Pickford versus the...
2: Glad to see you're not having an enchilada today, Harper. Yeah,
5: oh boy. Not making that mistake again.
2: What, uh, what kind of sandwich is that anyway? Spicy tuna. Huh.
5: Yeah, I've been on a real spice kick lately.
2: And you don't think that has anything to do with that? <laughs> Yeah, Never mind. So, are you excited for your first case with Mr. Arya? You bet I am. Although... <laughs> oh, did
7: he scare the living crap out of you?
2: No, no, nothing like that. I just... I don't
5: think he likes me very much. Why's that? Well, you two have been so welcoming since I got here.
2: Eating lunch with me and stuff, and he just seemed... Rude. Dickish? Disinterested in me. Oh, don't worry, that's pretty standard. He's always on the prickly side. Honestly, he says he likes that stuffy little basement office, but his constant
5: crankiness says otherwise. So he didn't seem interested in getting to know you two when you started here? Or in letting you get to know him?
2: Absolutely not. Trust me, when Mal gets to work, he's only interested in work. It isn't anything personal. He just doesn't really care about our personalities or our interests I'm like, whatever. It's fine. If you're sure.
5: I just really want to impress him.
2: Well, the best way to do that is by doing your job well. Do you know where you're going to start on your case? Oh yeah, I
5: think so. I heard him talking about something called Pickbird.
2: What's that? President Case. You didn't learn about it in class?
5: Not that I remember,
2: no. It's one of the first things my old torts professor talked about. It's the go-to defense whenever people get blamed for supervillain attacks comes up a lot here. It's Pickford v. First Megalopolitan Bank. A supervillain named Glue Gun Gary, and God knows how the hell she arrived at that moniker, so real name was Eben Taylor, robbed a bank and glued some ungodly expensive painting to a wall in the process. When the painting's owner tried to pry it off, it tore. That customer sued the bank for not having better security, but the court ruled that the bank could never have reasonably predicted a superglue attack. Then the ruling went broad holding as a matter of law that supervillains are unpredictable. Which isn't much of a stretch, really.
7: That? That stretch? Like glue?
2: Hush you. The ruling has been challenged successfully before, though, so there are a few exceptions here and there, but most judges will throw out any case like this. Really?
5: But surely some of those cases have merit.
2: Careful, you're arguing against
5: yourself there. I, I know, I know, but how hard is it to take some basic precautions? A giant super glue gun is one thing, but some supervillains are pretty predictable. Would it have been that hard for Tennisley Tower to install some filters? It would keep a lot of people
2: from getting hurt. Oh, look, Bonnie, they're trying to save people! You're so cute, Harper. I just
5: think we should consider this from all angles. Including, you know...
2: M- morality Like she said, adorable. Don't worry, we're just teasing. Let's get back on track. Other than Pickford, anything else we can help you with? Well, I've already gotten
5: started on a lot of the fact-checking, but Mr. Arya said I'd need to find an expert on gas filtration systems, and I'm not really sure how to go about that.
2: Lois, can you help with that? She finds experts for us all the time. Oh, right! Hey, Lois! There is a man by the
3: name of Liam Hellsworth who works as a heating and air conditioning repairman. His office is on West 43rd Street. Wow! That was fast! Unlike supervillains, you are quite predictable.
2: Speaking of predictable, how's the sandwich treating you? Oh, it's great.
5: Absolutely no regrets.
2: Well, we'll see how long that lasts.
8: Hello, welcome to Liam Hellsworth's HVAC. How may I help
5: you? Um, where can I find Mr. Hellsworth? Do
8: you have an appointment?
5: Uh, I don't. I just have a few questions. I'm a law student at Smith, Schmitz, Smeets, and Smithers, and I was hoping to get his expert opinion on something for a case I'm working on. About the gas attack at the Victim Relief Gala that happened a couple days ago?
8: I see. Hang on a moment, I'll give him a call, see if he's free. Awesome, thank you. Hello there, Mr. Hellsworth. I have a young lawyer here to ask you a few questions. The recent gas attack at the Victim Relief Gala. Pardon? But you don't have any- okay. Okay. Um, apologies. It appears Mr. Hellsworth is occupied at the moment.
4: Oh, okay.
5: Could I make an appointment and come back?
4: He didn't seem terribly open to that, but perhaps we could...
8: (laughs)
9: Mr. Hellsworth?
2: Were you in
9: the fence? No! Well, yes. Why? Oh, you know, I needed to get some exercise, and this was the quickest way outside, so... Oh, wonderful! So you're not busy? I. No, I suppose not.
5: Could I just ask you a few questions, then? It'll only take a couple minutes. Or if there's a better time, I'm happy to wait. I'll stay here all day if I have to.
9: No, no, that won't be necessary. Come in, I suppose. Now, how can I help you? Well,
5: I was hoping you could tell me a little about the specifications of Tennisley Tower. I
9: wasn't there the night it was attacked. I never asked if you were. Uh, right. Uh, of course you didn't. I, uh, I just wanted to get that out there in case you were going to ask something along those lines, you know? Uh, I wasn't planning on it. Unless you think it's relevant? No! Sorry, just ask what you were planning to ask. Certainly.
5: First, I'd like to know about the types of ventilation systems you've worked with. Since you've got your office here in the middle of the city, it's safe to assume you've worked on buildings like the Tennisley, right?
9: That's correct.
5: From your experience, would a building like the Tennisley have a filtration system that could filter out poison gas like the kind that Helium
9: uses? Of course not! His gas is unstoppable! It's made from... Um... I I, I mean, it's, it's, it's made with compounds specifically designed to bypass filtration systems. We in the biz have been trying to reverse-engineer it, so, you know... You in... The HVAC biz? Yes. Why? Because it's
5: brilliant work.
9: Revolutionary.
5: Whoa, okay. Alright, so you're sure filters couldn't have worked on the helium's gas? I...
9: Well, there may be filters out there that could block the gas. High-fidelity specialty ones. Oh. Uh, But but, but no self-respecting villain would allow that to stop them. (laughs) Even if, and I mean if, the building had filters that could block the gas... They could just find a different way to get the gas inside. Especially a great villain like Helium. You seem to really admire this guy. Do you know him personally? Is he an old friend from high school or something? No! No, 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 of course not. I. I think that's all the time I have for this interview, Mix Hallow. I'm afraid you'll have to leave. I have an appointment in, uh. 20 minutes. Oh, well, I think that's all that's needed anyway.
5: Thanks a lot for your time, Mr. Hellsworth.
3: Of course! Have a good day! Thanks.
5: That guy sure is nice, isn't he? You bet he is.
0: One research montage and memo-writing session later, young Harper Hallow waits for Malcolm Aria to get out of a case management conference. And while they wait, they stew in their own anxiety.
5: I hope my findings are helpful.
3: They looked fine to me.
5: I don't know. I mean, the Pickford case seems like a strong precedent, but what if this is an exception?
3: You are just experiencing performance anxiety. You're worried about how your boss will appraise your work, and it's making you think you did worse than you did.
5: Maybe. I guess Mr. Hellsworth did say filters probably wouldn't have worked. That's gotta be helpful.
3: McSallow, I was present as you wrote your memorandum. You do not need to repeat it back to me now. Sorry. Why
5: was Mr. Arya so adamant about having the memo in print? Doesn't he know how hard it is to find a printer?
3: He likes to feel things with his fingers. Oh, it appears he's almost done with that conference. Now would be a good time to give him the memo. Are you sure? Oh, yes. He's always in a good mood after conferences.
4: Damn clock. We can't book the court for 9 p.m. Well, then what the hell can you do? As if this is their first case with a nocturnal attorney. Mr. Arya! What? Ah, Mixhello. Hello. Uh,
5: I, uh, that, uh, that, that memo you wanted. It's, uh, it's finished. Hmm.
4: Thank you. I'll let you know when I've had a chance to peruse it. <sighs> now, what is this typeface? That's not Courier. What are they teaching in law schools nowadays? Did, did that go Well...
3: I'm afraid it's almost impossible to tell with him.
0: Listener, we bring you forward to that staple of courtroom drama, The Trial.
2: Oh, isn't this exciting, Harper? Yeah, first time seeing Mal in action, and he'll be using your research. Guess.
5: I haven't gotten a lot of feedback from him on it, other than I should use a different font in the future.
2: Lemme guess. Courier. My computer didn't have Courier. Just Courier new. Yeah, it's the new that's the problem for him. I wouldn't worry about it. He's not going to hold a grudge over that. Cole uses Comic Sans half the time, and she's still here. Oh, I just love the color he turns. I guess that's reassuring. You don't sound reassured. It's just, you said the best way to impress him was by being a good lawyer, and I have no idea what he thought of my work. What if it wasn't helpful? I wouldn't worry about that, either. You're only a law student. Nobody expects you to solve the whole case. Besides, maybe you did solve the whole case. We won't know until the trial's over.
5: That's true. Okay. Okay.
0: I'm fine.
3: All rise.
0: And now for the real secret, listener. Trials are rarely the non-stop drama that you may see on television. There are, of course, the dramatic speeches in opening statements. And we will show that the defendant, Mr.
8: Tedsley the ape, should have known, as any reasonable person would, that this gala would have come under attack. And he should, and could... And he have-
4: cannot prove that such a person is predictable, because when has a supervillain ever been predictable?
0: But the trial only really gets interesting when the first few witnesses are done. The basic facts of the case presented. Then come the big witnesses. Like. The plaintiff calls Helium
8: to the stand.
3: Do you solemnly swear that you will tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, under pains and penalties of perjury?
8: I do. Mr. Helium,
9: how is it that you commit these gas attacks? Quite simple. I make the gas, then I fill the immediate atmosphere with it.
8: Uh Uh-huh. Fascinating. You do this every time? Yes. How many times have you attacked
9: events in this manner? Oh, wow. I... I don't think I've kept count. At least two dozen. Two dozen? Well, yes. Once you find your brand, it's best to stick to it. I see. And do you, shall
8: we say, vet your targets? Excuse me? Do you investigate the sites of your crimes before you commit them? Of course I do. What respectable villain wouldn't? And you do this every time? Every time. And uh, what did you find in your investigation of Tensley Tower?
9: Well, I did see that the building had a complex ventilation system, but it was of course no match for my gas. It's made with compounds specifically designed to bypass so all So, would
8: you say the building did not have the most up-to-date ventilation system- Objection, Your Honor! Sustained. That's a bit too far, Mixforest. Let me rephrase. Mr. Helium, what kind of heating and air system did you see during your investigation of your intended crime scene? What brand? Why,
9: it was a Coleman. Uh-huh. And how long has Coleman been in business? Is- is that a trick question? They've been out of business for decades.
8: Thank you, Mr. Helium. No further questions.
4: <clears throat> Mr. Helium, you just testified that you investigate your targets before you attack them. Yes, of course. As any real villain would do. And in doing so, you concede that you would find a way to bypass whatever filtration system the building had, regardless of the brand or type. Yes, I know what I'm... So if, say, a building were to have filters capable of stopping your weaponized gas, you would know about it? Objection. Calls for speculation. Your Honor, the plaintiff opened the door to discussion of Helium's routine. Overruled. You may answer the question. Absolutely. And based only on your routine, what you usually do, uh, what would you do then? I would attack personally with my sprayer, bypassing the vents. (laughs) And what would you do if there were guards posted outside of the building, uh, awaiting some sort of attack? Why, I I would knock them out with my gas, of course. And what if they were wearing gas masks?
9: (laughs) I would simply sneak inside and blast the inhabitants with gas. And if they were wearing masks? A small obstacle. I have an army of nanobots at my beck and call. I would use them to inject the guests with the poison directly. And would this impact the dosage of the poison? Of course it does, you fool. I would adjust accordingly.
4: I see. And if your nemesis, Ratman, were to appear, what would you do then?
9: Why, I would destroy that
4: meddlesome cur. Hmm. It's interesting you say that. He should be here any moment now. I plan to call him as my next witness. What? Uh, uh, Helium, uh, you uh, must uh, return uh, to the stand at...
0: At... Well, he's gone. And with that... The super portion of this trial is complete. Your Honor, people of the jury, as you can see, villains are as unpredictable
4: as they are dangerous. Mixed Forest had no control over their witness, nor did they know what he would say during my cross-examination, or they would not have called him. And despite his boasts about being able to easily dispatch Ratman, Helium fled at the mere mention of the hero's name. This can only prove that Tensley can hardly be held accountable for the attack's highly unpredictable-
7: We find in favor of the defendant, Tensley Towers.
5: Wow. That was something.
2: I know, right? Mal is amazing in court. I- I think he used my research. Oh, really? Mr.
5: Hellsworth kept talking about self-respecting villains finding workarounds to security systems. I would have never thought to use that information this way, but it came from me. Well, there you go. That was the center of his case. It looks like I've made a good first impression after all. Oh, here
4: he comes! Mr. Arya, that was amazing! Oh, Mixhello. Thank you, I suppose. I'm sure you spotted your memo's contributions. I did. Say, it's pretty
5: late. Maybe we could have a team dinner to celebrate? Oh,
4: heavens no. I'm going home. But-, but... I'll see you at the office tomorrow. 6 p.m. sharp. <sighs> oh
2: Aw, cheer up, kid. Don't take it personally. Tell you what. How about Bonnie and I buy you some dinner? Really? Really. That sounds great. Thank you too.
5: I know this great Thai place. No! Uh... no. What? Curry isn't that
0: spicy. And there you have it. Young Harper Hallow's first case working with their new boss. And another case won by their hard work. We'll see you again soon, listener. For wherever there are lawyers being super, there are supers needing lawyers. Join us next time for another exciting day in the city of Megalopolis here on Super Suits.
10: Super Suits is an original production of the Faustian Nonsense Network. The episode, Come Helium or High Water, was written by J.C. Miller, story by Jackie Salaji, directed by Amelia Kinch, and sound edited by Kai Gwillem Pritchard. All music in Super Suits is by TJ Woods. You can find more of his work linked in the show notes. The showrunner overseeing Supersuits writing and production is me, Jackie Solagi. Go to FaustianNonsense.com to check out our other shows, and email us questions and comments at hello at FaustianNonsense.com, or find us on Twitter at, at SupersuitsPod. Our amazing voice cast for this episode includes Mornell as Harper Hallow, Marion Toro as Bonnie Firestein, Erin Nicole Lundquist as Colette Castillo, Rebecca Hansen as Lois. Ben Meredith as Malcolm Aria, Greg Korobis as Austin Tensley VIII, Torian Brackett as Helium and Liam Hellsworth, Dan Covell as Ellery Forrest, J.D. Fierce as The Clerk, Brendan Sutherland as The Master of Ceremonies, Tatiana Bachagau as Rachel Fletcher, Avalon Willowbloom as Sandra, Joe Cruz as Trevor the Stagehand, Johnny Sims as Our Narrator, Michelle Weatherby and Sarah Palmero as the guests at the gala, and Chijo K. Williams as the judge. Thank you to all the generous backers who supported the Supersuits crowdfunding campaign. We could not have done this without you. Thank you also to all our generous patrons on Patreon. If you like what we do and would like to support us, as well as get fun bonus content for Supersuits and our other shows, please consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash FaustianNonsense. And most importantly, Thank you for listening to Super Suits. We at Faustian Nonsense would like to thank our patrons. If you would like to become a patron, you can sign up at patreon.com/faustiannonsense. slash Thank you first to our patrons who are meeting us at the crossroads. Neith L, Anke Fenra, Yoshiko A, Anthony Ampersand Jonathan E., David O., Joseph Z., Mark S., J.A.C., Greg C., and K.S. And especially thank you so much to patrons at the Pod's Best Friend tier Guy Z., Alec L.B., Not Hawkeye, Jolene, and Trevor S. Thank you so much.
7: Hi, podcast listeners! I hope you're enjoying Super Suits. It's me, Cherub, Megalopolis' premier sidekick. I can't wait to become a full-fledged hero one day, but I've got great news. You can be a hero right now by signing up for the Faustian Nonsense Patreon. Super Suits is made by a whole bunch of hard-working creators who put a lot of time and effort into bringing you this awesome show along with lots of other podcasts. So if you can, you'd be their hero and mine if you donate a little each month through Patreon. And if you sign up for the Meet Us at the Crossroads tier or the Pod's Best Friend tier, then not only will you be a hero, you'll also get a hero's rewards. Extra content for Super Suits and other FN shows, early access to new episodes of Originals, and personal shout-outs thanking you. For my personal favorite, if you sign up at any tier, you get to see adorable pictures of the cutest effing pets. Adorable animals belonging to creators at Faustian Nonsense. So sign up today at Patreon.com slash and they promise they won't take your soul or drain your superpowers or anything, I asked.